Welcome back, Buck Bros, to the podcast. I'm your host, Ryan, and I'm joined, as always, with fellow Buck Bros, Zach, Brace, and John. We are here with our post-draft coverage on the podcast. So, guys, welcome back. And let's just jump into what are your overall impressions of the 2023 class from the Bucks? Bryce, what's your overall impression from the Bucks class this year? Hey, Brocasters. I mean, the first thing that jumps out to me is like we have like the old name draft of like any team right yaya diaby kalijah kansi Servakia dennis I, I hope i said that right uh pain durham that's a strong name like these are strong names i'm loving i'm loving it uh i think it was a definitely a draft you know where you know we talked about you know from the first round getting an offensive tackle but that didn't happen. A lot of the tackles came off the board earlier than we expected. So really it was just Anton Harrison sitting there at 19. And obviously, you know, Jason Light and Todd Bowles felt that Kalijah Kansi was a much better prospect. And, you know, I'm actually pretty, you know, pretty good, good with what they drafted. You know, I think we got a lot of depth now to our, you know, our defensive line, um, our defense in general. You know, no, no spectacular names out there, right? I mean, in terms of like flashy players, but overall solid, you know, first three picks were for the line, right? Defensive line and uh, our guy, Cody Mouch is going to handle either guard or right tackle. Because I, I think the news came out today that Tristan Worse is moving to left tackle officially. So overall, I think it was a solid draft. Definitely riddled with some names that uh, you're not used to seeing, but um yeah definitely good player solid key depth and I could see a little bit of Bulls influence I think this is the third year in a row we've taken a defensive lineman first overall with our pick um so what about you Zach what do you think overall impressions of the 2023 class uh, I was a fan I think you know we said last week this isn't a, a blue chip heavy draft uh, I think we were all cautious about the idea of trading up or making a splash so I was happy to see they stuck to the script, just kind of let the players come to them uh, until at the end, moving up to grab Trey Palmer. Um, the last two picks were my favorites. Palmer, obviously, just because he has burner speed, running a 4-3, um, LSU wide receiver. That tends to be a pretty good um, group of, uh, of prospects coming out of LSU at that position. Uh, and he had a, a hell of a season last year. So i uh, interested to see how he can move in to that room learn from mike it's not as big as mike but he's six foot burner speed uh and i i really liked the last pick jose ramirez edge player from emu he had 12 sacks last year which is second in fbs last year so i think they might have gotten a nice steal there under the radar and he's a local kid Polk county had his own buck shirt on for his press conference wasn't provided by the team just had it in the closet. So I was happy to see that. So overall, I think they did a good job of addressing a lot of the positions of need we touched on last week. And yeah, can't really complain. I was going to say, I think from your list that we went over, a lot of the positions we drafted hit on that list. And 
like we said, we were going for a lot of uh, quality players that those sixth and seventh rounders shape out like you want them to be a great deep draft for us. John, how'd you like it? I really love the draft. And, and like I was saying last week, uh, I really feel like the bread and butter of this draft was on days two and three. Days two and three were definitely what we were looking for. And so we got great value in a lot of those picks. Uh, Yaya is going to be a great impact player. I think that's a uh, guy who can get great rotational work going the season. And then uh, Servasier Dennis, who we took in the fifth round, I, I had never really heard of this guy until I started watching Kalaja Kansi highlights the night of the draft. As soon as we took him, I, I, you know, uh, like a lot of Bucks fans, I jumped online, started watching YouTube videos of his highlights. And a name that you hear called in a lot of those plays is Servasier Dennis. They played alongside each other at Pitt and they had a great chemistry. And I think that's something that we saw as well. And when his name was still available there, you know, at pick 153 or whatever it was, that was a, a, a easy pick. Uh, for our front office to take him and pair him with Kalijah Kansi and keep that chemistry on the defense. That that really works for me. Yeah, I like that. Um, I did take a look when you you uh, asked us to on that and uh, really likes Servasier's play. So I'm going to go over the draft picks now just for the Buck Bros at home. We'll go through each one, and then maybe we'll go into uh, – you know what picks we like the most uh zach i'm gonna make you go not six or seven you're gonna have to pick somebody a little higher up so just for you buck bros at home the draft recap from 2023 goes like this for the buccaneers with the first pick the 19th overall we got kalijah cancy he's a defensive line from pittsburgh we had in the second round guard cody mock from north dakota state the third round a linebacker yaya diaby Diaby, how did you say that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I am bored. No, um, I think it's <laughs> yeah, yeah, Diaby. Yeah, Diaby. Okay. Uh, we had a fifth round, Servasier Dennis. And... Servasier, that's how you say it. I think so. That's that's uh, yeah. that's much that's so, so much cleaner than how I thought it was pronounced. <laughs> yeah, let's not go to Bryce for pronunciations uh, like, on like, this list. Like Cravasier, like you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, another fifth round pick, Payne Durham, tight end out of Purdue. Uh, in the sixth round, we had three total picks. We had a defensive back, Josh Hayes, wide receiver, Trey Palmer, Matt, uh, at, looking at you, Zach. And then again for Zach, a linebacker, Jose Ramirez out of Eastern Michigan. So, total of eight picks for the Bucks in 2023. Uh, and Zach, I want to circle back here. I know you highlighted Trey Palmer and Jose Ramirez in your. Uh, overview but could you pick out what are the top picks let's go with uh maybe the top three Kalaj Kanti Cody Mock Yaya Diaby is there anything you're looking to see maybe year one out of any three of them oh I mean I, I'm interested to see what Kansi does up front he's obviously a lot more athletic and more burst oriented than Vita and so it'll be interesting to see that shift, that pairing up front. Um, you know, we tend to get really big in the middle up front and, you know, it's great for run defense, but obviously they want to get more pressure on the quarterback. And that's the only reason why you take Cansey is you want a disruptor in the center. So I'm interested to see how he kind of fits into the scheme. I don't know if we've had that sort of player at that position in the, in the Bulls era. So 
I'm intrigued there. And then obviously mock next to Jensen just is tantalizing aesthetically. I don't know what they'll do with mock. I know a lot of the small school guys, they move them inside to guard, but obviously he played tackle and we need tackle. So I'm curious to see what they do with him, but I'm just very interested to see those two side by side at training camp and the vibes will be great. I'm sure at one buck place. And maybe they'll get some reps between each other at training camp. Uh, we'll get to see what each bring. Uh, Bryce, let me go to you now. Um, again, you can, and I'll let you pick from any of the list because you haven't highlighted any, but is there anybody you're looking for specifically out of the draft um, that you might think makes a bigger impact maybe in the, in the, in year one? Yeah. I mean, I mean, I would hope that the first pick, you know, the first big Elijah Cansey is the one that makes the, you know, the most impact on the team. And I think you'll have an opportunity to, you know, he's a true three technique defensive tackle. Right. And it's kind of interesting because that was our first pick last year. Logan Hall was also supposed to be, you know, a more undersized defensive tackle that was going to help with the pass rush. He didn't quite materialize or develop maybe as strongly as we thought or hoped uh, last year. So to kind of double up on that, is interesting um but you know in, in watching his film the guy is just explosive you know off the line and you know obviously there was a lot of comparisons to Aaron donald when we picked him um when they were showing the draft guys from pitt so it was donald donald was undersized donald ran like a four six seven and canty ran a four six six or something like that at the combine so a lot of traits and similarities between the two. Now, obviously, I don't anticipate him becoming Aaron Donald this year. Um, if that does happen, then what hell of a pick that was, right? <laughs> but, you know, I guess for maybe a later round, uh, Payne Durham might have a good chance. Uh, I don't know if he'll start over Kate Otten, but this guy was hella productive in college in the last two years. He had, you know, 56 catches last year. Um, as a tight end, he's not the fastest, but he's a big guy. And I think he had like seven or eight touchdowns for Purdue in 2022. He's a, he's a big time red zone target. And if there's one thing as Bucks fans know from last year, we struggled big time in converting in the red zone. So I, you know, I know we refused to throw to Mike um, down there last year for some reason, but to have another big body that's able to get up there and, catch contested balls uh, in the red zone to help convert. I, I think he has a chance to to do something in his rookie year. I like Payne Durham as well. I know I mentioned it in our pre-draft episode that I was looking for a tight end. I think he fits the bill well with this team. Like you mentioned, good hands, uh, effective in the red zone, and an underrated blocker at the position. I think that's a great pickup. And I think like most fans, I wasn't sure who Kalijah Kansi was. I know we didn't bring it up in the – in the pre-draft episode uh, we didn't bring his name up at all but after watching the film and especially him being compared to Aaron Donald and the measurements uh, you really hope that he's going to be that impact player that we didn't really see with Logan Hall in his first year so hopefully the unheard of is a is a uh, diamond in the rough and speaking of John I want to bring you in here because I think you might have found a diamond in the rough in our undrafted free agents is there somebody you want to talk about that we didn't pick up in the draft absolutely and that's Syracuse running back Sean Tucker 
who was held out of his own pro day at Syracuse. He was held out of the combine due to what was described as an ongoing heart condition. And apparently this was something that uh, even, even the Syracuse medical staff was unaware of at the time. He was, however, cleared, medically cleared by the NFL and by Buccaneers training staff, as well as other NFL staffs prior to the draft. So he held himself his own personal pro day a week before the draft. Uh, the guy did his 225 bench press drill. He did, he did it 29 times, which would have been the best of any running back. He ran a 4-3-3-40. Uh, he did it twice back to back. Um, he set the single season rushing record for Syracuse in 21. This kid's great. He's got great hands, catches the ball out of the backfield. I understand as Buck fans, we have a little bit of fear regarding players who may have medical conditions. We we've had players pass away. We've had issues with that in the past. I don't think that's what's happening here. I think we may have absolutely stolen a player at a position where we maybe need someone with only Rashad White and, and Kashawn Vaughn uh, on the team as of right now, and we didn't have to spend any draft capital on it. And that, for me, is huge. If it works out, it works out it, way to our upside. If it doesn't, we didn't waste anything on it, and I think that's going to be big for us. I like it. And that's what I love about this time of year, just after draft, and we're just reaching for things. Look how hyped we are for an undrafted free agent. Let's go. Buckball, baby. You know, the, the later rounds are full of value. I mean, guys like Tom Brady, Antonio Brown, these guys are all taken in the sixth round. You, you're There's a lot of value at the bottom. Just because we don't do a good job of finding it doesn't mean that they're not there. These bottom tier picks and these undrafted free agents play all the time and they can be impact players. We just have to do a better job of making that happen. Yeah, like I was thinking of Mike, to me, we seem to be able to hit on, you know, those like third, I wouldn't even say third, but fourth round picks. Like I'm thinking to myself and third, right? Like Rashad White and Kate Otten were third round and fourth round picks last year. Um, we didn't have a fourth this year. <laughs> so maybe, the, you know, one of those fifth rounders will will help, you know, develop into a, you know, starting caliber player, right? Uh, but I think the biggest thing, you know, when you look at the draft is all the guys that we selected, were really productive players in college. Um, maybe, you know, in, obviously the ones in the top of, you know, first rounds had the attributes you're looking for as well in NFL players. But, you know, you brought it up, uh, Zach, you know, Trey Palmer and Jose Ramirez. I mean, they were really, last two picks, really, really productive players last year. Um, and, yeah, they may not have, I mean, Trey Palmer has the speed. Uh, he may not have the size. Jose Ramirez doesn't have the speed nor the size, but hella production, right? And so maybe and hopefully one of those two players, you know, develops into, you know, that kind of six-round steal that you're talking about, John. I don't know if it'll be Tom Brady or Antonio Brown, but it just needs to be depth and, you know, production and, you know, helping to, you know, build the depth back up in this team that we kind of, got away from as we were pursuing a Super Bowl with Tom Brady. Yeah, and I think this draft board showed that Light really was focused on speed as well. She mentioned in the run-up, a lot of these guys, well, two of them were the fastest uh, fastest at their position with, with Kansi and Palmer. Um, but even a lot of the other guys, with the exception of 
Payne, who was kind of middling speed, but everyone else was above average for speed at their position. So I think that was clearly um, something on the front of their mind when they were selecting prospects. Um, fine, fine with me to get faster. Uh, it's obviously a, a great skill to have in today's league. Uh, I was happy to see they at least picked a trend and, and stuck to it. And then, yeah, Bryce, I mean, the production on this board is, is, is pretty great too. Um, I'll be interested to see who can produce the soonest, hopefully all of them all at once week one next season would be great. And no kickers, no punters. Hallelujah. That's that's a draft win right there. We'll have Palmer. Palmer can return kicks, which should also be really nice because he, I think that's what he did at LSU because he couldn't get up the depth chart. He returned well for them before transferring. So as um, long as he's not doing anything out of the, you know, Jalen Darden playbook of, you know, taking a punt and running at five, you know, yards out of bounds or the out of bounds express. immediately going <laughs> yeah. to the sideline as soon as any, you know, opposing player comes for a tackle. So yeah, at six foot, worse. he can at least see over this first blocker. I don't think Darden could see over anybody. Yeah. 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 I, I to when I look at the draft, I just feel like it's a good balance, you know, good balance of offense and defense. But like the defensive side, I just think Bowles was picking, you know, like little toys to play with. That's <laughs> what it seemed like. Kalija Kansi, Servassier. Um, it seemed like those guys like really fit what Bowles wants to do uh with his scheme. So we'll see how he uses them and how how much they produce. So I, I want to end it on just one final question here as we wrap up the podcast. Post draft, and I know it's early and you know, just and it doesn't have to be very specific, but after looking at the draft, how are you guys feeling towards the season? Do you think there are any of those holes we might have had before a little bit more, you know, short up, or are we still going to be reeling this season like we might anticipate? Uh, you know, I think the only area that I have pause on specifically i think is the o-line one pick to that group i really think an additional body would have been useful there depth was such a problem there last year and we've we lost people um some addition through subtraction with donovan smith but still just having some more bodies there that are um adequate i would have liked to see maybe one more pick we like you said like bowls splurge a little on defense but i think that's kind of his thing um but it's hard not to leave draft day and not be filled with promise when you are looking at the team addressing most of the needs. So um, not quite bullish, but uh, not trending negatively after the draft for sure. I, I don't think we're in a worse spot. We're definitely better. Uh, we'll see if they can't get anybody else free agency. Yeah, I mean, I think this season's obviously dependent on the play of two players potentially but really just one and that it would be either baker mayfield or kyle trask um this definitely helps though like i feel better about the depth of our pass rush you know i I guess we don't really know how shaq barrett is going to be coming back and god have you know may you know praying for him too after that terrible news we heard uh yesterday about his daughter um so i mean but what i've you know we've address pass rush we address depth 
at, you know, the linebacker position. And I was, you know, we got at least a top, you know, prospect for the offensive line. So now that we've got kind of going in there, he can either be guard, right? He can start at right tackle. We have options there. So I'll feel better about those things. But again, it's going to be really dependent on, you know, let's see how the quarterbacks do. That will be what we're going to be watching for, right? I agree with you guys. I think the offensive line um, is going to be the most telling. And I think we did a great job. This allows us to move worse to his natural position, which is left tackle. Mouch is definitely going to play guard. And Gedeke's going to come back and play right tackle. That's where he showed some of his best performances. Um, and so I think the offensive line is going to look great, which leads me to believe the reason we went defense is because we expect this to be a competitive season. I expect the Bucks to be competing for another playoff spot, if not a, winning the division again. And I need to let you guys know, I, I'm, just, I'm sorry to break your hearts on this, but there is a 0.00% chance that Kyle Trask ever gets under center for the Buccaneers. Dude, I'm sorry, but it's not going to happen. He's not going to start a game. It's just not going to happen. He's going to get blown out in camp. He's going to look bad. If he looked, if he looked halfway decent, Baker Mayfield wouldn't be here. Baker Mayfield will start. You're going to have to get your creamsicle out because Baker Mayfield is going to run the town a little bit. And I, I think we're going to be competitive. I think the offensive line is going to protect for him. I think these guys are going to look good. And I'm looking forward to the season. Yeah, if we're going to be competitive, it's definitely going to be the old buck ball way, right? Um, playing really solid defense, limiting turnovers, which I don't know if Baker's really been great at in his career. Um, but that will be the way we win. We're just not going to light up the scoreboard like we did in 2020 and 2021. Much to the chagrin of fans, unless, you know, Canales comes out with some crazy scheme I've never seen before. Um, maybe that will happen. Canales did say at his recent interview that he wants to play a lot more three tight end sets, which is where I think you're going to see Payne get involved because you've got Keith, who is like a specialty blocker. And so you've got the these three tight ends who are young and hungry. I, I think you may see things that we wanted to see out of Arians that he wasn't able to do with his terrible offensive coordinator. And so we may finally get that kind of offense that we've been needing to limit those turnovers. Well, we're definitely in for a season of change, Bucks fans. Uh, I agree with you, Bryce. It's going to be not what we're used to. It's under the Tom Brady. We're going to have to get used to a few more tighter games. But we'll see as the season shape up, shapes up uh, where the roster cuts are going to be and, and who's going to make the team. We still have to figure out who's going to make the 53-man roster. So, uh, Didn't they have to sign like 20 undrafted free agents just to get to the 90-player um many players needed to, you know, start camp. I'm pretty sure that's like what because they had so many roster holes. They couldn't afford anyone either because they're in cap hell. Yeah, so it's so cheaper cool. to just sign to an undrafted free agent than to go and sign a real person. Yeah. So to your point, John, uh Sean Tucker has a decent chance to make that 53 man roster given the fact that he's one of 20. He will certainly make the roster. I, I mean, it's not really negotiable, but I appreciate your concern. Uh, my my guy is going to make the roster, dog. I I don't know how to, I don't know how else to break it to you. He's going to play. He, He'll make the roster. Jersey, Kyle yeah. Trask will have will never get under center. Th these are guarantees. Uh, we're going to put it on the board here. Well, you know, at the end of last season, I told you Baker was coming. I said 
look, the best fit for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers is Baker Mayfield. And you were like, I don't know where you're getting this Baker stuff from, John. You know, if we can even go back and play. You're like, there's no way. He ain't coming. It ain't happening. And it, what happened? Like a couple of weeks later, my boy is here. He's coming. Everybody else saw what I saw, which is there's greatness in my man's eyes. He's coming here to win some games. And I believe in him. That's my boy. I believe wholeheartedly that he came here to win. And he's going to have that Geno Smith kind of resurrection to his career. And we're going to put some pieces around him. And there are some guys who are going to be out there playing for their last year. You know, Levante David is playing for his last year. Mike Evans is at the tail end of his career. You know, Chris Godwin's not getting another contract here. These players are done. If they're going to get it done this year, they're going to need to get it done with Baker Mayfield. And that's just that's just the truth. I think he came here because he was cheap. And I, I don't think, like, him signing means he's a good fit. We'll see. Uh, I think he was just very affordable. It's definitely a prove-it deal. Yeah, I mean, really, Todd Bowles is coaching for his job. So he better hope Baker Mayfield uh, can resurrect his career in that we can play the type of football he's looking for us to play, which is, you know, elite defense, no turnovers or few turnovers, if any, and, you know, pound the ball, you know, that, you know, run the ball and, you know, play action, hit, the, you know, hit those shots when they're there. But, uh, yeah, I, I mean, John, I would love for nothing more than for Baker Mayfield to light it up this season and for him to be, you know, the long-term solution in Tampa. I don't see it happening, but I'm hoping for it. And do we have to suffer through State Farm ads, like at at Ray J or whatever his insurance company ads were? And now I got to see him sleeping under the pirate ship and shit? I don't know. I really hope so. <laughs> I really hope so. I want us to get some national notoriety for having something other than the oldest quarterback in the league. I, I, I would like I would like to be able to walk down the street and tell you what a Bucks player looks like. Like we have no stardom on our team whatsoever. Like as much as you hype Mike Evans up as being one of the greatest, that that and that may be true. He's just not a star. We have no stars. There's no face of the franchise. And until and now that Brady's gone, that that's really the case again. And Baker gives us that, which is something you need. I feel like it. You need to feel confident and comfortable and happy about your team. And there's nobody really right now. Who are you going to make the face of the franchise right now? If exactly. you walk by Vita Vea on the street, you know that's Vita Vea. There is no way right. you're like, who is that guy? Yeah, As but I, I would agree with John's point the fact that if somebody from New York City saw Vita Vea walking down the street, I don't think they would know who Vita Vea is. We would. They wouldn't. Yeah, but what are they going to know Baker for? But what are they going to know Baker for? They're going to know commercials. You just commercials. Yeah, the Heisman House. That's not a positive thing. If we signed OJ Simpson, people would be like, "Oh shit, is that OJ Simpson?" Just because they recognize the player. I'm not comparing them in any way other than recognizability and the fact that they don't have a positive perception in the in the media or public i'm fair i'm fairly certain that bryce and i were at a party and went oh shit is that oj simpson so i'm fairly certain that that's occurred um and yeah we did <laughs> notice it was him it was him it was oj simpson it was and, him. Uh... <laughs> so that stuff happens when you're partying bro and i i don't know i like baker i think he's got the right attitude and i i look forward to it i 
You know, I wanted Johnny Manziel back in the day, and instead we took Mike Evans. Look how that turned uh, out. You know what I mean? And this is the guidance we're relying upon when saying this is the right guy for the franchise. Okay, Caleb Williams and Drake May is really the only thing that should be on your mind, quarterback-wise. And if I'm wrong, we get him. Right. That's the, that's the thing is there's no downside. Either Baker plays great and he looks great or he plays like garbage and we get those guys you want. There's no this is a great season. There's no downside. I agree. He's a great bridge to a, a high draft pick. You know, I always take people to take the high road. That way there's more room for me on the low road. I mean, Baker's got to be a bridge. I mean, like I can't see just you know, the... <laughs> I, he's not gonna i don't think he's gonna light it up but i do agree with john that there is no downside to this season especially in the nfc south i do think that baker could make us competitive if bowl's defense maintains it i think it could make us competitive in the nfc south i think it could, i have confidence do you want to win seven I games i don't 11? want to no i don't want to i think it i i do think that that will happen though if bowls has the defense and you know baker has some I do think there's something in in whatever he brings in his charisma that can eke out some wins. So I think with the poor state of the NFC South and what everybody's dealing with, with all of what our teams are dealing with, I think Baker could be competitive. I'm not saying it's gonna be a good team. And let's not forget we still have like 10 or 11 pro bowlers on this roster. So I, I don't think there's too much talent for us to be sitting here and saying like, oh, this is a three-win, four-win team. This isn't. We're not the Bears. We're not the Cardinals. Okay, we're not the Texans. Keep reeling like, them those off. Are terrible teams. So, <laughs> like, I, I think it's highly likely that we'll be within the seven to nine win. Just on you know solely alone that the fact that we're in the worst division in football, like the Panthers, the you know the Falcons. And the Saints, like who, who, you know, who's better than our roster right now? None of them, in my opinion. So, well, just how many wins does Brady bring your team? Because we won eight games last year. So, say that we could win seven to nine or whatever it was. That's basically last saying year, that negative but what, two. But like Brady, but was the difference from last year, going through a divorce last year, and he didn't look like Brady. Still and, top five passer. Still, if with no all doubt. that, I don't, I don't disagree. Right, but he so is James Winston. Like three wins out of his ass for our team last year, and you, now uh, you don't have those wins. So but I'm also saying <laughs> that, like, you know, we were missing a pass rush. Maybe that gets better. You know, I don't think the defense maybe. played great last year, and mm -hmm. I, I don't know. Maybe, just maybe. I, I, I don't see us losing. Like, I just don't see us losing. Uh, more than 11 games. So well, Brady I mean, is not, so Brady is only costing you at most a game losing Brady because we lost nine we'll with him. I guess we'll see. Okay. I just, just want to, right. okay. <laughs> the Brady effect is losing Brady no, is man, one the, game. The, right. the Brady effect was one season and he got the team whole with Alex Kappa and Ali Marpet and he had the best offensive line this team's ever seen and he had all of his weapons young and healthy and then he wasn't able to repeat when those pieces weren't there. So yeah, I'm saying that the Brady effect over the last two seasons is maybe one game, maybe two. Oh, all right. Take it. Take it. That's what it is. Boy. Uh, no, and I just, first of all, it wasn't one season. Look. I mean, he was one blown coverage away from getting us maybe back to a second Super Bowl. I just don't want to, this like, like revisionist history of like Brady was a flash in the pan. I think 
it could age like milk this season. Uh, his I first think. two seasons, for sure. I mean, he was elite. I yes, he was still a top five passer, and just the fact that one we couldn't run the ball, so it was it was kind of you know we had no choice but to throw the ball all over the yard. And I, I just, I mean, you could just tell. I don't think it. You, I, I don't. I think you asked Brady, like, oh, hey, how did you, know, you feel you did last year? I think he would first tell you, like, I think that was probably one of my worst seasons. Um, Brady last year was as good as Baker Mayfield. Okay, um, we should okay. probably just end the call. I think. <laughs> uh, yeah, I we should probably end the call. I was going to say this is this is too long, too long. <laughs> yeah, Baker no, won two I mean, games last year on two different like, teams. Look at, look at our look at our opponents we have at home this season. I mean, those are all dubs. Like we get the Jags, the Bears, the all these teams. Bryce was just naming off. They're coming to town. I didn't say so, the Jags. The Jags are pretty good. Both those teams have quarterbacks. I'd, I'd kill for either of those quarterbacks. <laughs> like both those teams. I don't think sunshine is coming here. Sunshine. <laughs> well, that was our draft recap. That was our draft recap, indeed. Yes, <laughs> there a lot to be looking forward to. We'll see if the eight players can make the uh, the fifty three man roster, but that will come later, and we'll keep you guys up to date as always with everything Bucks related. Hope that you guys stay tuned and go Bucks. Go Bucks. Go Bucks. That's where we're going to get a lot of value. Um, Yaya, I think, is going to be a great impact player for us. And then the the combination with Servathier Dennis and Kalijah Canthy is something. Hold on one second. My dog is losing her mind. I'm going to take her to the pound. Start over there a little bit. Uh,